welcome back to Crossing the Jordan. I pray that you're doing wonderful and thank you so much for tuning back in. This episode is about contradictions and hypocrisy. And this is all about, um, we're going to go through a few points of just the things that are going on in the world, in particular here in the U.S. So we're going to look at uh, some headlines from Ukraine, some headlines from leaders and their responses to certain things going on in this world. We're going to look at signs such as yard signs and billboards or stickers on cars that we see. Um, And then some of the things that are going on in the celebrity world. And then we're going to also see a repeat of history about slavery and Nazism. And all of these are contradictions and hypocrisy from people uh, that are, um, you know, rejecting certain things that are going on in the world and at the same time allowing the same thing uh, and the same principle to be allowed and celebrating it with the topic of abortion. And so... um, First and foremost, this is an episode not to condemn humans because humans are not the enemy. Flesh and blood is not the enemy, but it's evil ideologies that infect the human race. So, but humans participate in it in the in those evil ideologies and perpetuate it, and that's the power of sin, which we are all under that power of sin, myself included. And so, this is judging ideologies and actions of our leadership not their heart or not their intentions and not their salvation or anything like that, but it's to point out the very serious and grave contradictions and hypocrisy of worldviews and um, things that uh, they stand up for while at the same time allowing and even celebrating other things that are happening right in our neighborhoods. Um, And it's the very same principle that they're, it's this principle that they apply elsewhere, they don't apply um, to the unborn. Um, and so, uh, and these are things that I myself five years ago would have said the same thing, right? So, so let's first, so we're going to talk about Ukraine, some leaders and responses and things that they've said after the overturning of Roe versus Wade and the things that have come out since, since May, since the leaking of the overturn of, of Roe. We're going to look at some signs um, that people have in their yard or on their stickers or on billboards that governors are putting up. And then we're going to talk about some things that are ha- happening in uh, more of a, um, you know, kind of a celebrity perspective. And then we're going to look at a repeat of history and some of the principles principles that happened in our own history are happening today on a grand scale and celebrating it. All right. So first, Ukraine. So right after will smith slapped chris rock on stage in public um there was a person who came out with an article this bat from the bad boys director michael bay um he said that he doesn't care about the will smith slap and this is quote he says this because there are babies getting blown up in ukraine babies getting blown up in ukraine he said and so this is uh the very same principle that is happening in Ukraine and everyone's outraged and we stand for Ukraine and we are anti-war and all of these things. And yet at the same time, there's 3,000, 2,300 to 3,000 babies every single day being killed here legally for money. And it's being celebrating, celebrated and expanded um, by a lot of, uh, a lot of people. And so we see this same principle that is trying to be applied on Russia and Ukraine. And we want to be, everyone else is, is the issue, right? But, um, but here, uh, there's babies getting blown up in Ukraine, and yet we don't address the, the most devastating death toll in the entire world, um, which is abortion. And America, we had another episode about this, um, but America makes up from a proportion percentage a lot of the abortions that happen. We have uh, nearly a million that happen every single year. Um, 65 to uh, between 63 and 70 million babies have been killed since Roe versus Wade in our own country. And 2,300 to 3,000 on average happen every single day. Um, And then you see signs after from Ukraine, they're anti-war. And then there's an article about how there was a, a letter sent to Vladimir Putin about he's unjustly removing people from their homes and it's killing innocent people and it disturbs peace. And yet we're supporting that exact same thing in our own communities with abortion. People are being removed from their homes. This is the one place that a child is supposed to be, and that is their place to develop. Me and you are developing because we have, we are in an environment that we can. Me and you, the same human person now, 
were in a uh, place in our mother's, um, from the moment of conception, we rolled down through the fallopian tube and we implanted into the uterus and we, there we grew. We are in the exact environment that we were supposed to be safe in our homes. We are innocent uh, human beings and um, we shouldn't be disturbing the peace. Even somebody who like assaults a pregnant woman, everyone's outraged by that. And yet we are celebrating the murdering of that child, which is usually through dismemberment or uh, an induced heart attack or um, or other gruesome gruesome things. So, and then uh, in Ukraine as well, there was reports that Russia was starting to use chemical warfare, and so that was condemned right from the get go from basically the entire world and spoken heavily against it. And yet, during COVID, the Biden administration made it a point, in fact to increase, promote, and to expand the access to chemical abortions. So you couldn't come into the doctor's office, we'll just send you a pill. And it's the RU42 pill, which stops um, uh, progesterone going to the ovaries in the uterus, and therefore, or uh, to the uterus, and therefore it reduces the the support that a womb can take, and and then it um, it kills the child because now the child has no- nowhere to go. So women were going through these horrible days-long con- contractions that are even stronger stronger than giving birth. They're bleeding heavily. Some of them report of how they thought they were going to die for sure. There's blood everywhere, and they're uh, flushing their dead baby down a toilet. And so these women are uh, have crazy trauma in their own home and there's no medical attention no medical care we'll just send you the 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 chemical abortions which just shows that this is all about money this is all um, a political thing as opposed to actually caring for the mother this is all about money for the abortion industry um, and just accessing all these things so we're condemning chemical warfare anywhere else in the world but yet at the exact same time uh, this administration is promoting, celebrating, and encouraging the use of chemical abortions uh, in the United States. And this chemical abortions happen for those in early on in the first trimester, because once baby gets too big, you can't do that, um, and you need to uh, dismember it instead. And then um, uh, one uh, company that I know of, they removed their entire business from Russia, but they also remove their entire business from Belarus because Belarus was covering expenses for uh, covering expenses or uh, allowing Russia planes to be at their airports and therefore they had another access point to target Ukraine. And so people are condemning the involvement of Belarus. And yet um, our own, when that gets condemned and people are moving out of Belarus here in our country, people are promoting taxpayer funded abortions and gender reassignment surgeries here in michigan we have proposal three on the ballot november 8th and it is going to allow abortion all even partial birth abortion up until the moment of birth and even removes parental consent for abortions and gender reassignment surgeries so-called gender reassignment surgery you can never reassign your your actual gender um but uh so the very th- same thing we're condemning in Belarus, we're celebrating, promoting, and, and putting on the ballot here in Michigan and the United States. Um, and then we uh, are also about Ukraine. The last point about Ukraine is that there were uh, a lot of people coming out, including our administration here in the United States, condemning war crimes and hate crimes um, in Russia against Ukrainian civilians. And yet here in America and in Michigan, we are promoting and celebrating this truly a crime and a hate crime against oneself and against parents and child because this natural loving place that's supposed to be the family and especially a mother and a child and a father obviously um, we are saying that now that child might be a threat to you so you should be able to kill it for any reason any time um, and uh, we are also promoting the remove of the parents and instead inserting the state for a parental consent. Children can't even go into a doctor's office without without a parent uh, for uh, nearly anything that they take, and yet they can get gender reassignment surgeries or abortions without their parent even knowing or parental consent or notification, anything. And so 
here we are seeing um again hate and war crimes being condemned everywhere else and yet being it promoted here hate and war crimes here because it is a war against uh against the unborn and saying that they are basically a threat and children are a threat to parents because it's not going to make you happy and so this is the these are the lies being uh thrown at women and families and to the entire world um and one of the things that when when the the invasion first happened in ukraine it was the amount of pictures and videos that i could watch of this crazy violence happening and this war happening and seeing these people's dead bodies in the middle of their hometowns. And this is uh, to not just to show emotions, but just reason alone is like, that's messed up. But now it tags an emotion to it which is because we see the injustice. Now we see a human being lying there dead. Um, and this is the same thing of why people have signs um, on abortion of like, this is what an abortion looks like because in our entire world, we, we are desensitized to violence, sex, drugs, everything, because we see it right on TV. We see it right in the movies. We see it right in our favorite shows. The one thing that we've never seen is an abortion. And so they're showing you what it actually looks like. Because when I took a history class and they told me about how African-Americans were lynched in our country, that's messed up, obviously. But then when I saw a picture of an African-American man hanging from a tree in our country, I mean, that does something to a child's heart <laughs> that should move every single human person's heart to see what that actually looks like. And so same thing with abortion. If you've never actually seen an abortion, I've had links in other shows of, of what that result looks like. You can go just Google um, what is an abortion and you can hear YouTube uh, videos from ex-abortionists explain what an abortion is in all three trimesters. And then you can uh, type in the silent scream about uh, um, Bernard Nathanson, who is the founder of NARAL, who later, uh, who had 70,000 abortions and, and did one and performed one on his own girlfriend and his own child. Um, he became later pro-life after seeing ultrasounds of what that looked like. Um, and so with Ukraine, people are condemning things that are happening there, rightly so. And we are too. <laughs> I am too. But yeah, at the same time, our country, our world, our leaders, our politicians, our uh, administration here are trying to celebrate and promote the very uh, thing that is against all of those other things. So it's a contradiction and hypocrisy. Okay. And then uh, the uh, Roe versus Wade was overturned on June 25th. But there is a leak in, I believe, either April or May, I believe it was May, of that being overturned and people went crazy. Um, and so I just wanted to point out some of the things that have been the response over the past uh, several uh, months since that was released and, and the time of Roe being overturned. So one of the things was in May, since May of 2022 alone, so we are in October, so only not even five months, there's been over 70 pro-life organizations uh, and pregnancy centers and 83 Catholic churches that have been attacked, including firebombing, including firebombing. And yet there has yet to be a direct uh, condemnation of this, of the violence from Biden or the administration or anybody else in, in leadership uh, in the, in this administration. And not only that, but there have been, um, and there, not a single person has been arrested, by the way. And yet, at the exact same time of these pregnancy centers and pro-life organizations and Catholic churches being being um, attacked and even including firebombed, so not only have these not been condemned, but this is even being somehow, somewhat even promoted. Um, Elizabeth Warren, who is a U.S. senator out of Massachusetts, she said publicly that these crisis pregnancy centers need to be quote unquote shut down um, because they are a threat because if a woman can't choose an abortion, then they shouldn't be able to go there either because they're never going to tell, uh, tell a woman truly what their options are quote unquote with abortion. And so you can see here that this is not pro-choice, it's pro-abortion. She wants the abortions. She wants more abortions. Um, she even sent a letter to Heart, uh, International, Heartbeat International along with other senators 
um, and and accusing them of misconduct and all of these things and harm to to the women and and uh, and all these things. Biden he says keep protesting when he hears about this stuff, right? And so not only are has no arrest been made about these attacks on pro-life organizations, people. I mean, we literally just had a woman here in Michigan get shot in the shoulder when she was going around giving out pro-life, um, uh, giving out pro-life material. But in addition, that's not being condemned. But what's being condemned are pro-life pregnancy centers, <laughs> are people who actually want to help a woman. Um, and so you can see here that it is not about pro-choice, it's about pro-abortion. And this is a, a direct attack, and these aren't being condemned. In addition, this administration is using the Department of Justice and the FBI to totally attack um, other pro-life activists. So this there is a uh, pro-life activist, I believe in Philadelphia, him, his wife, and I think they have six or seven children. He last year he he has a ministry where they do sidewalk counseling at an abortion facility in philadelphia he takes his children out there last year his 11 or 12 year old son was out there and this man who is an escort for a woman going to get an abortion uh starts verbally attacking his son and so he uh my understanding is that he basically like pushed him away 15 to 20 fbi agents raided his his home at 7 a.m. on a Friday in front of his wife and children. And they, the FBI, <laughs> oh, FBI agent, uh, 20, 15 to 20 of them with guns uh, and uh, all these, these trucks raid this person's house in front of his wife and children because he may have um, pushed somebody that was attacking his son while he was providing sidewalk counseling to women who are going to have abortions. At the around the same time, a woman here in Michigan, a 67-year-old woman, she gets, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, I think she was even older than that, but she got shot in the shoulder giving out pro-life um, pro uh, material. That guy's been arrested, but not by 15 to 20 agents. Uh, how about anybody attacking these pro-life pregnancy centers or firebombing places? Not a single arrest has been made. No FBI agents, no Department of Justice investigations, nothing no condemnation, nothing. And so, and uh, there's been other instances of where FBI agents have showed up um, uh, and have been there while people are praying outside of abortion facilities. And people decide that they've been doing this for decades. They've never seen a police officer even show up, let alone FBI agents. So this is truly an attack on pro-life people. This is not a about a peaceful protest. This is not about... Uh, um, you know, a freedom of speech. This is about if you don't speak what we want, which is pro-abortion, we're going to shut you down. And so this is the administration and the left politics uh, strong-arming and flexing their muscles on pro-life people to make us scared, to make us scared to put a sign in front of our house thinking that we might get attacked, my family might get attacked. And while these people who are actually doing real violence and harming people um, are not either not getting, uh, you know, the action not being condemned. There's no big investigation. There's nobody getting arrested. And even the people who've gotten arrested, such as for the, the man who shot the woman here in Michigan in Lake Odessa for handing out pro-life things, or the man who was arrested for punching a 67 year old 125 times was, uh, he pleaded guilty for a hate crime. Any of them arrested violently? Anybody, um, you know, arrested by FBI agents? No, <laughs> nope, just peacefully arrested. Um, and so this is clearly a show of prioritization. It's not about women. It's not about choice. It's about pro-abortion. Um, another thing is, so after the overturning of Roe, the governor of Virginia said, Jesus never said anything about abortion. So a few things. One, even if he did explicitly say abortion, would you care? Nobody would quote Jesus if everybody wants Jesus on their side. Nobody would quote him if he directly said anything that contradicted you. You're only going to pull him out um, when you think that he supports you. Number two, 
scripture does talk about abortion. It says, thou shall not kill, and that we are formed in our mother's womb, and all of these things. But also, abortion is not uh, a religious issue. It's a human rights issue. Science shows that it's a human being, and every single human being should have uh, dignity. Um, and Jesus even holds us to a higher standard. All those things in the Old Testament are even lifted up. Jesus says, even if you are angry with your brother, you are going to be liable to judgment. <laughs> so if you're angry with your brother uh, in your heart and you harbor that hatred in your heart where you won't forgive him or anything like that, um, it's tantamount and comparable to uh, murdering and especially gossip is murdering someone's, uh, their reputation or um, uh, their image of God in them. And number three, this is the downfall of sola scriptura and departure from the authority of the church because anybody can twist scripture to their own destruction to support that what they want. And we see it here with governor, with the governor of Virginia. Um, and then there's billboards from California putting it in, uh, in pro-life, uh, states, but in particular, they put it in pro-life Southern states where, you know, that's kind of the Bible belt area. They quote scripture in supporting abortion. So they say, California will take care of you. You can come to California. It's, it's an abortion sanctuary. We'll let you kill your child here. And then they quote Jesus on the billboard. Love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. So not only is a child not just any neighbor, it's literally your child. But Jesus even upholds the Samaritan who had nothing to do with this, uh, with the with this man who is beaten and torn between Jerusalem and Jericho. So he's saying that even if he, he a total stranger, even an enemy, because Samaritans and Jews were enemies, but a Samaritan took care of him, that's your neighbor. Uh, so Jesus is expecting us to take care of even our enemies. And yet, love your neighbor as yourself is being used to promote the murdering of your child. <laughs> Just absolute hypocrisy and contradictions. Um, the uh, Democrat from Georgia um, she said that the the whole sound of the whole sound and people saying that a heartbeat starts at six weeks is not real. It's manufactured and it's made up for men to control to control women's bodies. Whew. Yep. Uh, well, science shows us that there's a heartbeat, and even if it's not a fully formed heart, it's it's uh, heartbeat activity. It's electric activity coming from the heart, pumping blood through this baby's body. Um, and even and that and even then, why would we kill something that is is naturally growing and forming and developing? We wouldn't do that to the two year old who who doesn't have a fully formed brain yet. And I always want to ask them when comments are made like this, when it, this is all about when abortion is illegal, it's for men to control women. <laughs> I want to ask them, how, in what way is a man telling a woman to not kill your child controlling you? I guess I don't understand. I really don't. Because literally men use abortion to control women because either abuse, rape, um, sex trafficking, they literally go to the abortion facility so that you can continue abusing them. And so it's the exact opposite of what reality and history says about abortion. Um, and then uh, just one last thing here about leaders' responses. It's really been all emotions. I see this on commercials here in Michigan. There was a, a commercial that was like a YouTube commercial of somebody, uh, I think it was two girls texting each other like, oh my gosh, did you just see this? What, what, what happened? They just overturned a row. Oh my gosh, what can we do? Vote yes in proposal three. There's no, there was no reason in it. It was just purely all of all emotions. We saw this on Dr. Phil. Lila Rose brings up just basic human common sense, basic human empathy, and yet she gets attacked on Dr. Phil. So she's getting attacked, not her arguments and not the, the point of what they're bringing up. Lila, Raz, Lila Rose gets attacked as being, she has no empathy. She's a traitor to her to her own people, to her own women. And that this, this child who uh, was uh, deformed in the womb and was going to die. She, you're saying that she shouldn't have had abortion. That's not empathetic. And her, her stance to carry to bury is not empathetic or whatever. Okay. Don't attack the human, the, the person you're attacking Lila Rose. <laughs> Clearly you don't even know who she is if you're attacking Lila Rose, but also, um, just because, uh, if somebody is going to die, we don't intentionally kill them. Right. It's the same thing with the child. She, Lila Rose's whole stance was that that's a horrible situation. I'm so sorry that they hear that. And she even brings up her own miscarriage and how those were her darkest days for her and her husband because they knew that that was a child. And so you shouldn't have to 
kill your child. There's better health care. Even if your child is going to die, they could have died in the loving arms of in your loving arms or in an environment that respected them, not at the uh, at the cost or with the use of abortion tools, cold abortion tools to rip apart this child. And so um, you just see this like with all emotions and um, and more about proposal three and those other two episodes that I had about 10 reasons to vote no and why proposal three is anti-women and parents. And so the last thing I would say about all of these leaders' responses and all of these res- these types of responses or reactions to Roe being overturned and those things is that uh, it's the pro-lifers. It's the only ones that are actually increasing and reallocating resources to provide more support for mothers, babies, and families. But we only see the pro-abortion side spending more money on being able to murder children. So they're not actually supporting mothers. They're not actually supporting women. It's the pro-life people. And it, I heard uh, somebody else say this yesterday, that the, the same people who are praying and offering counseling and whatever it would be when uh, a woman is walking into an abortion facility, the abortion facility only opens the door for them. But then they kick them out and guess who else is there after the woman's abortion and she's in trauma and uh, has to deal with this now? The pro-life people. It's the pro-life people. How about, um, how about uh, people who are adopting? the vast majority of them are Christian people. And so people will bring up, well, if you can't abort your babies and then they're just going to be in this horrible foster care system, well, guess who's the only one actually doing stuff for to benefit and to improve the foster care system? Pro-life Christians. <laughs> Nobody else is. And so the pro-life people are consistent. Every single human person has dignity and value and they should be supported. But the pro-abortion side is spend more money on trying to convince people and to attack pro-life people um, that uh, you know abortion is not only just a good, but it's a need, and it's a, it should be required, and it should be celebrated and expanded, and all of these other things. All right, and then I've seen some the just some signs. Um, and stickers and billboards and all those things. But so, so some signs. I saw a sign after the overturning of Roe versus Wade. It was a sticker on somebody's car that said, abortion bans are against my religion. Abortion bans are against my religion. And so she, driving this car, she was making the claim that abortions are against other people's religion. So this is anti-Christianity because that's who wants to, to ban it the most, right? But also this is this is... Uh, again, abortion is not a religious issue. Abortion is a human rights issue. So would she say that murdering uh, um, uh, murdering, or a legal murder is against her religion as well? Because this is what it is. It's, it's, it's murder. But what's also interesting is that it's the, the abortion industry is very similar to the pagan religions that used to sacrifice their children. And so a lot of child sacrifice, including abortions, came through false religions. <laughs> and so that's very interesting that she wants to bring up religion, that her religion is against abortion bans. So one, uh, your religion should not be upheld for its practices. And I'm obviously, she, I know that she's not a part of religion that requires abortions, but some, but, sa- but Satanists are. And they've actually even filed in some states a, a lawsuit against them because they're saying that they need abortion for their religion, right? So if your, if your religion... Um, uh, contradicts human reason and even as a threat to life itself, then it should be illegal and you know you have a false religion in the first place, but you shouldn't be practicing things that you're forcing upon other people. You're forcing death upon another innocent child. And I've seen uh, a comment about when Roe was overturned, I think it was like on ESPN, it was barbaric. Barbaric. Okay, have you ever seen an abortion? Have you ever seen a child ripped limb to limb? And then you tell me that it's barbaric to not allow that to happen. I've seen comments about people having, you're forcing to have children. So this is, again, misuse of terminology, right? Because reproductive freedom. When an abortion happens, reproduction has already happened. A child is already there. An individual human person is already there with their own DNA that will has never existed again and never will exist again. There's already a child there. And no one's forcing anybody to have children. We're just saying you shouldn't murder your children. <laughs> Um, I've seen, uh, um, you know, people were marching and protesting a woman who probably was eight or nine months pregnant, fully pregnant. She had it written on her stomach, not human yet. 
And then we saw another uh, woman with her children there. And it says, don't force this on anyone. <laughs> so you have one woman who with a fully formed child who she's been able to feel kicks. Me and my wife are pregnant and we just felt our baby uh, kick for the first time like around 18 or 19 weeks. So this woman who is about 30, she's probably, I would bet between 32 and 40 weeks pregnant. Uh, she's not 40 weeks pregnant, but 32 and, you know, between 32 and 40 weeks <laughs> pregnant and just has not human yet. Um, so when does this, this baby magically become human? What do you have in your stomach right there? Um, and then this other woman, I feel so bad for her children to say, don't force this on anyone. She just said in front of her children that they're a burden on her. Don't force this on anyone. Who's forcing anybody to have children? We're just saying, don't kill them. There's better ways. Um, I heard a great analogy uh, yesterday about um, somebody, a woman, uh, a woman in distress, and how this correlates with abortion and um, and women who like this is not this is not a good solution to a tough situation, right? Whatever the situation may be, this would be like some uh, a mom and a dad going crazy because their newborn child is 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 just screaming and they can't get them to stop and they're it's getting frustrating and annoying and tired and I can't sleep and all of these things, right? The the compassionate thing to do is, hey, I'll take the baby, you rest for a little bit, or can I bring you food or can I get you anything? Abortion is saying, hey, to take this away from you, I can go beat the crap out of your child until they stop or I can just kill them and then you won't have to deal with that anymore. That's the abortion solution is, is it's not actually providing help to anybody and it's not moral. Um, I've also seen people say that they're going to go on a sex strike. Women are going to go on a sex strike. So now all of a sudden, this is actually showing the the complete contradictions of the whole abortion movement is, and contraceptives is people are trying to remove the natural, beautiful consequences of sex and the, the outcomes that are possible of having a child um, from the actual action of sex. And so they're going to go on a sex strike. Hmm. So you're saying now that sex actually has something to do with children, right? Um, I've also seen, uh, I've heard of a post of somebody saying that they're worried about their child being shot at school. This was them saying that abortion should be legal. That now, hey, in this country, you're forced to have children and worry about them being shot at school after a school shooting here in Michigan. Okay. So instead of you worrying about them being shot at school and them being innocent bystander by somebody else who's super violent and irrational. So you're saying that you murder you instead murdering your child is more is is the better option. Is that the solution? Nope. Contradictions. I've seen signs that say uh, pro-choice, pro-love, pro-science. I think they're saying all three separate things. They're trying to say that they're pro-choice, so basically pro-abortion. They're pro-love, so they're pro-homosexual uh, unions, and they're pro-science, aka they're anti-faith, they're anti-religion. And so this is, but this also is just total contradictions, and you can see the hatred on it, right? Like pros, if you're trying to say that, like it's, everything is anti-Christian right now. All of this is an attack on Christianity, the person of Jesus, on all Christians, and the human person. So pro-choice, pro-love, pro-science, all of those are a contradiction in terms, because if you truly were pro-science, then you would know that you would, then you would embrace the science that that's a living human being and we, they deserve the same respect that I do. And if you're pro-love, then you wouldn't say that that's love, uh, because then there's no way that you would be pro-choice because pro-choice is a murdering of a child, which contradicts your science and it's murder, right? So it contradicts your love. And this is not a, not it's just filled with contradictions. This is one of the signs that makes my heart beat the fastest when I drive past it. Holy Spirit, <laughs> please help me. Um, another sign is that we've seen for years is abortion is healthcare. Abortion is healthcare. The definition of abortion, murder of a child in the womb. Healthcare, improvement, sustain, uh, Im improvement of health, well-being to sustain life and to eradicate diseases. Total contradictions. Abortion is not healthcare. <laughs> the exact opposite. Um, healthcare. They have a. They sign the Hippocratic oath that says they will do no harm. No doctors will do any harm. Abortion is not only just harming the woman; it's murdering a child. 
Um, just yesterday, me and my wife, we were on our way. We were coming on our way back from a doctor's appointment for our for our daughter. Um, and there was a woman who had a sticker on the back of her car. That was a picture of a uterus and the fallopian tube and the ovary were giving the middle finger. And so this is just, just, this just shows the hatred of your own body, of your own natural, uh, reproductive organs and the hatred of other people and hatred of your own children. So because abortion is flipping, giving the middle finger to the child who is the, that uterus is only for that child. (laughs) The uterus does not operate entirely for the woman. It's entirely for the child. And yet she's giving the middle finger to the child. So this is the hatred and the, and the barbaric acts and the thought process and the contradictions and hypocrisy of abortion. It's filled with hatred for life, for moms, for women, for children, for family. Um, and then the last thing, I, one of the last things I want to cover is just uh, things that are going on in the, in the like the celebrity world. One of them was, and this is all about uh, the reason I wanted to bring these things up is because it just shows abuse and dehumanization, um, and we don't apply it to the unborn. So R. Kelly and Epstein, were, um, it, they, you know, it came out that they forced their vic- victims to have abortions. These abortion clinics don't ask or don't report abuse because they only want money. So um, when, uh, so you see this with with R. Kelly and Epstein, they're using abortions to control women. So they're using them, and guess what? Those same clinics, um, they don't report. Uh, and, and they're supposed to. So a lot of pro-life pregnancy centers, when somebody comes in from rape or abuse or sex trafficking, they report that so that the authorities know about it and they can investigate it. Abortion clinics don't do that because they only want money. And you can see this because when when abortion cl- facilities, uh, when, when they're in pro-life states, so after overturning of Roe, when abortion became illegal, abortion clinics shut down their doors. Why? Because they don't actually help women they only care about abortions. Um, and people want to dehumanize the unborn and even dehumanize women. People, instead of using child or whatever, uh, it's they're using the term fetus, 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 fetus. They're trying to dehumanize it. But actually, funny enough, is that it's a Latin word that means little one. So uh, it sounds dehumanizing here. So they dehumanize. They always, anybody who wants to abuse somebody, they first dehumanize them. They did this with black people. They did this um, uh throughout history and they do it here on the unborn. So fetus, 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 which is actually a technical term, but little do they know it's a Latin term that means little one. So, um, and then same thing with uh, proposal three here in Michigan, they don't say woman, they don't say mother, they say pregnant individual. So you as a mom and a mother, you don't even have an identity anymore. That's been stripped from you. Title nine about sports, shoot, we don't care. Um, Men should play in your sports. There's literally a biological man beating the crap out of women in MMA in women's MMA <laughs> under this so-called inclusive act, uh, activity that we have going on. Um, and so, and then the last thing is, uh, there was a, uh, a army, um, Lieutenant general, Gary Velusky. He's a retired three-star general and they launched, uh, an investigation against him because he sarcastically commented on a pro-abortion tweet by the first lady, Jill Biden. So Velusky works now as a contractor advising senior military officers and other staff. So the tweet for which Velusky is being punished, he mocked uh, Jill Biden for accusing the Supreme Court for having, uh, so Jill Biden had a tweet accusing the Supreme Court of having stolen women's rights by overturning Roe versus Wade. And Velusky responded to her tweet and said, glad to see you finally know what a woman is. So there is a full launched investigation against him and he was suspended indefinitely um, because he just used his right to speech. His, his, he has a total right to that. He served our country and in our country, you have the, the right of freedom of speech and yet uh, him just having common sense, right? Because now a woman is saying that this is taking women's rights away. And at the same time, she can't even define what a woman is and wants to uphold that a man can be a woman and vice versa. Um, he's just pointing out the inconsistency. Hey, now all of a sudden Roe versus Wade is overturned. Now you actually want to stand up for women and mothers. Whereas before you didn't really care. So glad to see you finally know what a woman is. 
Um, and I left this in the last episode as well, but there, I'll leave a link to just a, it's like a f five to six minute video. These are great videos on pro-life replies, but this one in particular is a breakdown of how abortion is not a constitutional right. It was forced into there under the privacy amendment um, in 1973 when Roe versus Wade was implemented, um, but it is not actually a constitutional right um, based on uh just the facts and circumstances. And then the last thing I wanted to say is this this is all just a repeat of history. This is all just a repeat of history of what we've seen in our own country with slavery, what we've seen in our own country with um with racism in the last and in, in the last century. So let me uh a few things. So first and foremost with um with the topic of slavery in the eighteen fifties. So this is, I'm just going to read this from an article, but as recently as 1856, abolitionism was a minority position in the United States. So pro-abolition pro president candidate John C. Fremont came in a distant second to James Buchanan, who positioned himself as a moderate on the question of slavery. So this is somebody who's saying to abolish slavery, this was John C. Fremont in 1856. He said slavery should be abolished. And guess what? He lost the presidency because people all voted for James Buchanan, who considered himself a moderate on the position, right? So think of any, anybody else. Uh, the Republicans say that they're super pro-life, and then Biden says that they're, uh, they're a moderate position, right? So I don't like abortion, but I think it should be legal, that type of thing. That was, that was uh, John C. Fremont, um, who won over the person who said this... Uh, um, James Buchanan won over John C. Fremont, who said that slavery should be abolished. So in his inaugural address, James Buchanan criticized the fight over slavery as having produced, quote, no positive good to any human being. And he openly longed for the day when, quote, the public mind shall be diverted from this question to others of more pressing and practice practical importance. End quote. So even on the eve of the Civil War and his final State of the Union address, Buchanan was still criticizing the, quote, long continued and intemperate interference of the Northern people with the question of slavery in the Southern states. And he talked about how easy it would be for the American people to settle the slavery question forever and to restore peace and harmony to this distracted country if only sl slave states could be let alone and permitted to manage their domestic institutions in their own way. So how dare those northerners try to impose their personal morality on southern slave owners? James Buchanan, that, that what he just said, that was a mainstream moderate view in his lifetime. So these days, though, he's remembered not as a sober, sober moderate, but as the worst president in American history, and rightly so, because his position was that slaves are property, and like all other property, their owners have a right to take them into the common territories and hold them there under the protection of the Constitution. So isn't uh, that's not moderate at all. It's beyond the scope of even the most extreme elected officials. But what changed at the time? The law. The law changed. That slavery was saying this is wrong, right? But at the exact same time, the vast majority of Americans, including the president at the time, said that Northerners shouldn't involve themselves in the southern uh, in the southern states on the topic of slavery. Let them do what they whatever they want to do. Don't bug them. Don't press your impress your morality on them. So we're just doing that same thing here today uh, with the topic of abortion, but not—it's not moderate anymore. It's not just saying, "Hey, I don't like abortion, but I—and I think it should be regulated." But you should really let them do what they want to do up to a certain extent, right? That's a moderate view. No, this is like this would have been like back in the days of this of saying not only should slavery in the South be allowed and regu but regulated it's saying that it should be unregulated and anybody can do whatever they want and it should be promoted and celebrated and it's a good um and the same reasons of some some of the things that they put together of why abortion should still be legal um is that well they're going to be in a horrible situation or whatever it might be um is the same reason of why uh, another uh, argument of why they sh people said that African Americans shouldn't be let free because guess what they said if they're let free they're not going to have anything to do and it's going to be worse for them they're not going to have an economy they're not going to have a community they're not going to have a job they're not going to have any foundation 
And so it'd be better if we just enslave them. Same, same exact argument here. All right. How about uh, uh, eugenics in the 1930s? This is a direct, <laughs> this is, this is bad because Nazis pointed to us in the United States as their inspiration. So in the early 1900s, eugenics is seen as cutting edge thought in human health and development. It pushed back against Darwin's noble instinct and used the coercive power of the state to limit undesirables by the restriction of marriage and even compulsory sterilization. So as shocking as it might seem, the United States backed uh, forced sterilizations. After all, that was the science of their time, right? Indiana, in 1907, became the first state to force individuals to be sterilized, and more than 30 states followed. The U.S. Supreme Court in 1927 upheld upheld as constitutional a Virginia law allowing for the compulsory sterilization of patients of state mental institutions. Eugenics is promoted through the American Birth Control League, established by Margaret Sanger in 1921. In 1942, that Birth Control League changed its name to Planned Parenthood Federation of America. Its aim is published in its birth control review that said, quote, to promote eugenic birth selection throughout the United States so that there may be a more well-born and fewer ill-born children, a stronger, healthier, and more intelligent race. Singer's pivot of civilization stated this, this is quote, there is every indication that feeble-mindedness in its protein forms is on the increase, that it has leaped the barriers, and that there is truly, as some of the scientific eugenists have pointed out, a feeble-minded peril to future generations, unless the feeble-minded are prevented from reproducing their kind. Every feeble-minded girl or woman of the hereditary type, especially of the moron class, should be segregated during the reproductive period. Otherwise, she is almost certain to bear imbecile children who in turn are just as certain to breed other defects, end quote. So Sanger's concern is runaway defectives who will cripple the future. But what makes an individual feeble-minded or defective? Sanger speaks as if such people can be identified by established clinical benchmarks. But later in the same work, she wrote this, quote, Are we to check the infant mortality rate among the feeble-minded and aid the unfortunate offspring to grow up in it? a menace to the civilized community, even when not actually certified as mentally defective or not obviously imbecile? So Sanger's subjectivism is dangerous. Who determines whether someone is feeble-minded? Who determines if they're a, uh, a, you know, a threat to society? The state does. So eugenics is an international concern at this point. In 1933, uh, Sanger's magazine reprinted an article written for its English readers titled Eugenic Sterilization by Ernst Rudin. Ernst Rudin was the chief architect of the Nazi sterilization program. So during the same year, 1933, the Nazi government passed the law for the prevention of progeny with hereditary diseases. Its goal, and the goal of others like it, was to purge German society and its territories of undesirables to breed a pure Aryan society. It called for the sterilization of all persons who suffer from mental illness, physical deformity, feeble-mindedness, learning disabilities, epilepsy, blindness, deafness, and severe alcoholism. All of these things, according to the science of that day, were hereditary diseases. But who, or what, Uh, determines whether a person suffers from a mental illness or a learning disability, the government did. So what if a person believed that national socialism is evil? Does he suffer from a mental illness or feeble-mindedness? Or why stop at sterilization? Aren't these people still a drain on society? It is the state that decides, and the state is limited only by what it is willing to do. The national socialist government is prepared to do whatever is necessary to achieve its national goals. After this act, the Nazis ramp up their propaganda against the disabled, referring to them as the as life unworthy of life. When the Nazi leadership are put on trial at Nuremberg after World War II, they try to justify their sterilization program, which sterilized nearly half a million people in less than a decade, by pointing to the United States as their inspiration. So, we rightly condemn all of these horrible worldviews and actions taken by individuals, whether that be in America when slavery was was uh, was allowed or um, when Jim Crow laws were, were put in place to segregate black people from white people or when the Nazis sterilized uh, people. But the exact same thing is happening here 
in our country with abortion and it's being celebrated, promoted, expanded. We need it. <laughs> this exact same principle. And uh, I've heard uh, a celebrity at one point said when Roe versus Wade was overturned, she compared the overturning to slavery, right? Because now people don't have a choice. Women don't have a choice anymore, right? So you're taking choices away. So now women are slaves. But that is not a parallel by any means because, well, one, the choice is to murder a child. We're saying that that's wrong. You shouldn't be able to murder anybody. Everybody's, every single living human person has dignity and value and at the very minimum has the least to not be killed. But also the parallel is better with, with abortion because children are being objectified and, and used and seen as products as opposed to a child, your child. And so the now a person has total rights over a child and um, just as the slave owner had a right over their property of a slave and they could do whatever they want and people you know that was one of the arguments and that was even the president at the time who got elected his he was a moderate uh, he was considered a moderate in that position um that's the same thing here a, people are saying that you have a right over that child. You can kill that child if they interfere with you. You can do whatever you want, right? So um, all of these things, whether it's what we covered today, Ukraine, the leader's responses after the overturning of Roe, signs and stickers, billboards, the uh, what's happened in the celebrity world with abuse and dehumanization, or this repeat of history of slavery and, the, and Nazism, um, all of it is a contradiction and hypocrisy by uh, this evil ideology infecting our country and the world all over the place and is being shoved in our faces and it's a threat to to um, you know it's a f flexing their muscles to pro-life people pro-life organizations pro-life hospitals pro-life doctors the church and this is anti-christian anti-faith anti-human anti-woman anti-mother anti-father anti-child anti-humanity this is a hatred of the of human race of the human race so all of this are contradictions and hypocrisy we condemn uh, other things rightly so but then we do the exact same opposite and not only take a moderate position to it but promote it celebrate it and expand it uh with the on the unborn um, on the topic of abortion. So let's pray for our country, pray for our leaders. As St. Paul said that, he said, first and foremost, let's pray for our leaders so that we may leave a peaceful, peaceful and tranquil life. And so again, our enemy is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers and these demonic forces that infect human ideology. And we are to love and speak the truth and love and to be bold, to not be ashamed of the truth and to, uh, to, um, to love every single person, meet them where they are, to not get into uh, fights or debates online, but in relationship with people and stances and taking hard stances against our leaders and these evil ideologies to call them out and to uh, uh, continue forming community and to grow as a people. God bless you.